And now, live from Studio A at KTOX headquarters, or is it Studio B? I really don't care. It's in a room with some microphones. It's Afternoon Drive-By with Michael Hagwood, Denise Hagwood, and Frank Costigan. A power trio if there ever was one. And now, on with the show. It's only an hour, you know. Don't blink, you might miss it. All right, it's Monday, Monday afternoon. Welcome back to another edition of Afternoon Drive-By. I'm Michael Hagwood. I'm Brian Costigan. And I'm Denise. And we do have a studio uh, guest in studio today. We'll get right to that. But first, uh, I'll give the number out in case you want to get in on any conversations we have today. It's 855-586-9134. 855-586-9134. And we, if you want to just chat with us, it's ktox1340.com slash chat on the chat room. And Denise is uh, manning the chat line. So we've got that going on. Uh, so Monday, this is Monday. Uh, Normally, uh, I guess people would watch Monday Night Football, but I'm not <laughs> doing that. And uh, oh well, I'm gonna let Frank get to the guest. But there was one. There was a lot of crazy stuff in football yesterday. But the one I just read was a, a player spit on a fan. So uh, really, yeah. So I don't know what that was all about. Maybe the fan did something. Uh, well, you still don't spit on him. No. But anyway, Frank, why don't you introduce our guest and and the topic for today? Yeah, the topic is the new bond issue that's trying to be created by the Bullhead City Fire Department for almost $17 million. The guest today is Larry Adams, one of the uh, former the former fire chief of Bullhead Fire Department and well-known crapster right here in Bullhead City. You can say the other word on this show, Frank. Okay, well. Well, maybe, maybe not, not now. Time. Anyway, Larry, say hello. Hello, Thanks for having me. Welcome, Larry. Thank you. Go ahead. It's your show. Well, yeah, I'm here to talk about the proposed uh, Bullhead City Fire District uh, bond issue that uh, amounts to a total of uh, $16,679,000 and change, a uh, bond that they're proposing to pay back over 20 years. I have attended uh, three public information uh, uh, seminars or meetings uh, to listen to the fire department's uh, uh, presentation on this and they are proposing to do about two-thirds the bond initially and the other third in maybe five years so they are not are talking uh, like they might not sell all the bonds initially but in the end it is a uh, in round number sixteen million seven hundred thousand and that's the amount of bond they haven't calculated the amount of interest so should keep in mind, uh, it's not 16.7 million. It's considerably more when you get the bonding cost and the interest over time, and that again goes uh, on top of um, all the indebtedness we've already incurred for the next 20 years. And 
one of the problems is we don't have a mastered scorekeeper that keeps track of all of these things. But we're talking some big numbers here and a lot of money and a lot of debt. Yeah, and I think you have to uh, consider very, very carefully uh, uh, whether or not you need to uh, uh, put our community in any deeper debt than we already are. Now, just so everybody understands, Bullhead City Fire Department is an independent fire district. They are not part of Bullhead City government. That, that's correct. They have taxing authority, and they do. They're totally independent of the city of Bullhead. They're not a part of that government at all. That is a very unusual situation now um, in the state of Arizona. How do they work that out? Well, <laughs> we <were> started it. <laughs> I started it, and I'm partially responsible for it. I was the chief, I forget when I got to be chief, 71 or 73. My last year of chief was 1989. But the Bullhead City Fire District, um, has been there since 1948 and I was chief when the city incorporated and was very much interested in keeping the fire department from becoming embroiled in that political controversy uh, at the time of incorporation certainly was not mine <coughs> excuse me not my intent to forevermore have an independent fire district within an incorporated city and that's probably uh, outlived its uh, usefulness it's a very unusual situation. I don't know of another fire department in any incorporated city where the city is not in charge of the fire department. Well, I can't think of one in Arizona. It would be interesting to research that out, and I will do it before I come back on the air to see if that exists anywhere else in the state of Arizona. If it does, uh, I'm not aware of it. So what is this going to cost, do you think? Per year or per $100,000 assessed valuation, you have any idea? Well, the fire department's claiming, and I haven't checked the validity of the numbers, nor do I have a reason to dispute them, but they claim it'll be $3.50 per month per 100 assessed valuation on your tax bill. And uh, uh, that's the number they're touting, and I have no reason to doubt it, but I believe that's what they're saying. So, And that doesn't include any interest or anything? Well, that uh, yes, that does include the interest. Oh, it does? What they haven't done, or they haven't made public, they haven't projected the total cost, that maturity of the bond, which the bonds will be um, uh, written for 20 years at whatever bond rate, whatever they get them sold for, be a municipal bond probably in the neighborhood of 2 or 3%. Uh, but nevertheless, that amounts to a lot of money after 20 years. Well, without any cost or interest on it, that would, for a $100,000 assessed value, that would be $840 over the span of 20 years. Okay, you're working the calculator. I assume you did it right, Frank. Yeah, I did. Okay. Of course, I did it. <laughs> well, well, the other thing to remember, uh, you know, it's bad enough for residents, but uh, residents are taxed at uh, a rate of 10% of full cash value. The people that really get clobbered on this are commercial people. Um, that tax rate is 18% on commercial buildings and nobody ever talks about the cost of business but the cost of business is is uh, really substantial uh, and on top of all the other indebtedness we have now it's time to pay attention to what our total liability is here it's a bunch of money how do you stop it well you don't vote in favor of these bond uh, elections uh, that's how you stop it well I'm, I'm surprised to hear that 
this is a mail-in, mail-out ballot for this bond issue? Well, I'm shocked, too, and I'm very, very concerned with that. Uh, it's all mail-out ballot. The ballots are going out very soon. They may be out now. And the ballots have to be uh, back with the county, as I understand it, on the 7th of November, not postmarked. I see we need a break. We, we need a note. We need we got a caller. Gonna we got a caller. caller. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, break coming up, but caller. <coughs> Call you live on KTOX, Larry Adams. Hi, Larry. Uh, my name is Ken. I live in Yucca. I was just curious about the bonds. Are they tax deductible on your federal income taxes like a normal municipal bond would be? I'll, I'll listen off the air for your answer. Uh, thanks, Kenny. Well, I'm not an expert on that by any means. My assumption is yes. Uh, anything you pay in taxes or, or bond indebtedness, to the best of my knowledge, is tax deductible not only from the federal government but I believe also from your state taxes. I think he's referring if he bought some of these bonds. Oh, I don't know. Would it be deductible, the interest? I, I, I believe it is. Um, I can't answer that. That's out of my realm of expertise. All right, guys, let's take our first break. And we'll be right back on KTOX Afternoon Drive-By with Frank, Larry, Mike, and Denise. We'll be right back. Stands on golden sands and watches the ships that go sail. All right, we're back for our second segment with Larry Adams and Mike, Denise, and Frank. Uh, we're discussing the bond, uh, was it 17 million? And, and we still had five. Well, let's get back to uh, so what we're we going to talk about now, Frank. We're going to talk about well, we want to finish up on the mail in ballot. Yeah, this is, um, uh, there is an election in November. This is just a single-issue mail-in ballot. As I understand it, uh, the mail, uh, the ballots have been mailed out to the residents of the fire district. If they, if they haven't been mailed out now, I understand in the next week or ten days. My problem there is a lot of people are going to vote before there's been any dialogue or discussion about the merits of this proposal. The other thing is I'm not too sure how many people will vote. Certainly the people that are in favor of it and the people that are pushing the bond issue, they'll vote in unison. Uh, but there's certainly going to be a lot of uninformed ballots. They're going to just send out ballots to the firemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be all registered voters within the fire district, but uh, all the firemen certainly are going to be there. And uh, those ballots, as I understand, they have to be back at the county by November 7th, not postmarked. Well, here's the problem I see with mail-in and mail-out ballots. If you're in favor of it, you're going to grab that ballot and vote. But if you're not in favor of it, you're going to throw it on the table and probably forget about it. So your no vote isn't going to go anywhere. It's not going to count. Well, that's... Uh, I think that's what the game plan is here. Well, there's certainly a game plan. Um, and it's... Uh, proven to be effective in the past, and if you're trying to uh, get one of these things passed without a lot of pu public uh, uh, discussion on it, that's a, that's a smart way to do it. 
Because um, most people are going to look at it as junk mail. It will be in that pile. Well, certainly uh, most people aren't going to be able to make uh, It's going to be limited in how we get the word out and how we get a dialogue going. Got a very limited um, way of doing that. Uh, the public uh, information center, I'll tell you, I've been to um, uh, two of them, and there's virtually no public there. And the uh, uh, written press isn't covering the other side of it at all. So. We got a call. Let's see what okay. uh, we got here. Two callers, Denise. No. Call you live on KTOX. Hey, yeah, this is Rick. Rick, what's going on? Oh, not much. You know, as far as our bond goes, um, you know, every time they come up with more taxes, they go after the homeowners, and it's not fair. Now, I own a lot of houses out in Bullhead. Yeah. But every time you come after us, why don't you? I mean, people who rent and people who, who don't have property, I mean, they're, they're stock free. Me, I have to pay. And I got to pay a lot because I have a lot. It's not fair. Well. And I would definitely, that would be a definite no for me. And not to mention, on retirement. A lot of these guys that get out of retirement have been making 80, 90% of their salary as a retiree. Yeah. And they want me to pay for it? No, I'm not going to. Why don't you start a petition? Pet- petition drive. Yeah, we should. Got to do something. <laughs> My taxes are high enough. Not to mention, I got to pay taxes in California on the properties I own. Well, that's that's it's just, that's on you for buying property in California. Well, I've already started out, but I'm just uh, I'm just appalled by it. And I am definitely a no vote on it, and if it passes, I am going to have a fit. Yeah. Right, can, Rick, I, can I uh, ask this question? Can I ask a question? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, Rick, uh, are you a resident here in Bullhead, or do you live in California? No, I've been out here eight years. I'm a resident. Okay, then you do get to vote. That's good. We have a lot of absentee absentee uh, property owners that are going to pay this tax and have no voice and can't vote. But uh, right. fortunately, you can. Right. Oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to vote on it. But, but the problem I have is, you know, it's, it's just constant. It's just like every year they come up with something, you know, to pay more and pay more and pay more, and I'm just sick and tired of it. Well, I sure agree with you. You just need to make more, Rick. Right. <laughs> raise your, no, raise your, your rents. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> that no, but when I, when I raise my taxes, i got to go after my tenants and raise their rent. Oh, that's what we just said. And a lot of my rent is on a fixed income. So, or, or, you could you know, just, or you could just take it into shorts and not raise the rent. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lose money. Hey, hey we got another caller, Rick, but thanks for calling in. Okay. Talk to you Bye. next time. Bye-bye. Call you live on KTOX. Hi, this is Kenny. Uh, hey, Kenny. Larry, you haven't uh, you haven't uh, said what the ta- what the bond is supposed to pay for. Is it uh, wages or equipment or all of the above or maintenance? Uh, I'll listen off the air if you if you want to explain what the bond is supposed to pay for. All right, thank you, Kenny. Oh, okay, thank you. thank you for the question, and I'll um, get through as much of that as I can. Uh, they've earmarked uh, uh, over half of this uh, proposal for facilities, $8.2 million. They got $4 million earmarked to build a new station in Laughlin Ranch. 
number of years ago, they bought three acres of land up there for a future station, and they want uh, right now four million of this total bond is earmarked for a station in Laughlin Ranch. And the justification of that theoretically is response times. Uh, they say you're extremely long. Right now it's serviced by uh, uh, Station 3 and Station 5. Station 3 being up in Puno de Vista. Station 5 down around Arroyo Vista on the parkway on the south end. So they claim they need that to reduce the response time up there. But uh, they just, the city of Bullhead uh, approved a, um, um improvement district to build a new road from Highway 95 in the vicinity of the Chamber of Commerce back to the main entrance of um, Laughlin Ranch, which is going to significantly reduce response times. Um, and now at $3.5 million, they're claiming that they need to replace Station 2 on the highway, which is, a, is absolutely untrue. And if you listen to their presentations, what they're really maneuvering for, they want a new station on the river. And the answer to this new station on the river is no. And I'll just have to say no. I'd like to put an emphasis on that, but we're on the air and I won't. Not going to be a, a, a station on the river for two reasons. We're not going to give up the riverfront, uh, uh, number two, and there's no need for it. we got uh, a multi-million dollar facility across the road that needs a little maintenance, and that's all. 3.5 of this bond issue, $3.5 million, is allocated for repairs or replacement of Station 2. When you're listening to them, what they're really maneuvering for, they want a brand new station on the river, and the answer is no. I don't understand why it costs $4 million to build a fire station. It doesn't. Uh, that's an erroneous number. I'm in the construction business. That would build you a Cadillac, Cadillac station. That's an erroneous number. Um... Hey, what's wrong with that? You you could have the um, on the river. You could have the guys going out on the jet skis uh, when they're not on duty and taking you know getting in, staying in shape and uh, have a pool and a wet bar and. Uh, <laughs> well, believe it or not, fine. believe it or not, I don't think we have them now. But at one time, Bullhead Fire Department had jet skis, and of course, you have to train on them. Well, they use them for chase down. Well, suppose criminals, other criminals on jet skis. I think they've got rid of the, gays, the jet skis, but we had them at one time. Uh, but I, I just don't understand why they need to. You know, I was a fireman. I never had a station that was fancy like that. I thought I was in a fancy station, but compared to what they want to do, you could build five of what I was in for four million dollars. Well, of course, and I spent 35 years in the fire service as well, and and um, almost 20 years chief of Bullhead. Uh, so Frank, you and I are part of the fire service, but times have changed. There's no question about it. But they haven't changed as much as they'd like us to believe they've changed. What's got uh, what's changed is it's got a lot simpler. It's got you know we don't fight fires anymore. They had uh, in the neighborhood of 50 quote structure fires. In the entire fire district last year, 50 structure fires. And most of those, as you know, Frank, from your years in the fire service, are pretty doggone minor. But fires have got to be pretty doggone rare. We are so much more fire safe today than we have been in the past. It's never been better from that standpoint. It seems to me the emphasis should be put on fire prevention rather than suppression. Well, and it is, and that's the reason we don't experience the fires that we used to years ago. Um, you know, 
new products have to meet standards, flame shed, uh, uh, spread standards that they didn't in the past. Plus, we're a lot smarter. The detection system is better. Commercial buildings are sprinklered. So fires are pretty doggone rare anymore. Fire departments don't spend much time fighting fire. But bottom line, it's not fire stations that put out fires. It's firefighters and equipment. Well, so what do you need this big investment in the facility for when really all you need is a place to park your truck with a cover over it and a, and a building to house the firefighters? Well, yeah, and then, and then how much um, equipment you need, that's something else. Now, I did ask in that one of those public sections, how many vehicles the Bullhead Fire Department got? I don't know what the breakdown is anymore, but they've got 50. 50 of some sort, and I asked for a breakdown. Now, certainly, you know, a lot of those are staff vehicles and pickups, but ambulances and puppers and ladder trucks. But they do want a new ladder truck out of this one point for a to tune of 1.2 million. Uh, we need to go to break, I assume? Yeah, Larry, we're just going to take this break, and we'll pick it up when we come back on the afternoon drive-by. Frank, Larry, Mike, and Denise, right here on KTOX. We'll be right back. A star that I know okay, of I've used her. enjoy peace of mind. Let us leave the confusion and all the delusion behind. Dream on, dream on, teenage queen, prettiest girl we've ever seen. There's a story in our town of the prettiest girl around. Golden hair and eyes of blue. How those eyes could flash at you. How those eyes could flash at you. Boys hung around her by the school, but she loved the boy next door who worked at the candy store. Dream on, dream on, teenage queen, prettiest girl we've ever seen. She was top All right, we're back. Hey, Larry, with Larry Adams. Larry, what kind of music do you like? You're doing just fine. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tried to hit some stuff I thought it might be in your wheelhouse. For well, you've done, you've done good. You get an A. All right, thank you. All right, so we're going to continue with um, the bond issue, Frank. What do we got? What do we need to hit next? Okay, what else are we going to spend money on? Okay, well, I think, um, you know, the majority of this bond, 50% of it's for facilities. I would like to make the comment. People need to be aware that the regular working budget of the Bullhead Fire Department today, without this bond, is about $15.5 million dollars that we're already paying for fire protection. Per year. Per year, and we can't get the job done on $15.5 million. That's unconscionable. So what you're saying is that $15 million a year is in addition to this almost $17 million bond issue? Yes, that's what you're paying in taxes for fire protection and emergency medical in, in uh, Bullhead right now, each and every year, and it goes up every year. What's the assessed valuation of all the structures in Bullhead? Do you have any idea? I do. I have that uh, that table here before me. Um, as of last year, uh, well, 2017, according to table supplied by the fire district, or, uh, uh, oh, goodness, I got a figure of 277944244 Now, I think that's in, in millions, but... Uh, that's one of the things the fire department is screaming about. That's down considerably from what it was before the Great Recession in 2007-2008, and that's one of their major justifications for this bond issue. Um, it was 
almost uh, 40% higher in 2009. But on the other hand, the property tax rate uh, in 2008-2009 was $1.79 per hundred. Well, they've raised that tax rate since then to uh, last year, 1617 was 303 per hundred. So it's almost doubled. So although their valuation went down, uh, they've almost doubled the tax rate, or at least two-thirds higher. So they didn't really lose that much revenue. And if you look over here, Frank, you'll see that the assessed valuation uh, increased uh, between 2006 and 2009. The assessed valuation went up 100%. They weren't all cotton. They had all kinds of money. And they didn't plan for the future. They didn't replace their equipment. Uh, they spent every dime they got, and now they're in a money money problem. Uh, but specifically, the rest of this proposal, uh, $8.2 million, they say, are facilities, uh, basically in two stations, a new one for Laughlin Ranch, and a replacement, hopefully, and if they have their way about it, it'll be a replacement on the river of Station 2. Uh, uh, $3,850,000 they are proposing for new apparatus. And the most glaring one there to me and you, Frank, is an old firefighter that got a new ladder truck here at $1,250,000. A new ladder truck. We've got two now. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, probably they're going for 100 foot or longer, but is that to supply the backup for Laughlin? Is that their primary objective here? Well, from what I hear uh, in their presentations, yes, there is no other ladder truck in Laughlin. They used they to have one there. Well, uh, that's what I hear. But they couldn't afford to keep it in operation? Well, it's not our responsibility to supply ladder trucks to Clark County. I know, but somebody thinks it is. Yes, it is, and they depend on us now. Uh, but as far as needing a new ladder truck in the Bullhead City Fire District, we don't need it, period. Um, you certainly do have to roll your pumpers out, but they... <clears throat> They should have been doing that all along. Now, the other thing that's important here, 89% of the activity of the Bullhead Fire Department has nothing to do with fighting fires. It's emergency medical. 89%. We fight very few fires. And we're not burning up these $1.2 million ladder trucks and these $600,000 pumper trucks on fire activities we're burning them up, running them around on emergency medical calls and things that we should not be doing. But we're not using up this apparatus fighting fire. We're not fighting fire. I don't think you can use up apparatus as quickly as some people seem to think. When I was on Vernon Fire Department in the heaviest industrial section of Los Angeles, we had equipment that was 30 years old. And we, didn't, we never thought about, hey, it's not good enough. Well, no, and it's not about the age. Yeah, we also had some newer stuff. Yeah. It's not about the age, just how much use is it getting. When you only have 50 structure fires a year, you're not using your pumpers and your ladder trucks. You're not wearing them out on fire-related activities. You will see this apparatus rolling around bullhead in the middle of the day, just rolling around. When I was chief, I absolutely wouldn't stand for that. The depreciation on this equipment, you don't go to the grocery store and the post office in fire apparatus or ambulances. Uh, the depreciation is too great on the equipment. Now, they claim, well, we, we have to have it with us. Do that off-duty. Don't be running this apparatus all over town. Send one guy down with a pickup truck. <laughs> right. <laughs> and send one guy. 
Um, but that's kind of where it's going. Mike, you got a question? You're not on your uh, head. How, what's the best way to really get the word out if, for, to let people know this, what, what this all means so they can make an educated decision? Well, we're very, very limited. Certainly there's no organized group in opposition to this bonding issue. We're up against an organized political uh, action committee, which as near as I can tell is boils down to the uh, firefighters union. They're well-funded. they got a lot of members. They're putting forth a lot of effort. They're papering the town with uh, uh, billboards. And there's no organized group in opposition. And we don't have a lot of outlets to get the other side of the story out. K-Talks Radio here, bless you, thank you. That's one of the few we have. We did get coverage uh, last Wednesday at the Rep Republican Women's by the printed press. There was not one word in opposition to this bond issue in what came out in Mojave Daily News. Um, so we we're very limited as to how to get the word out there. And when you go to the public forums, and I've been to three, by the time the fire department takes an hour or an hour and 15 minutes to do their presentation, there's no time for questions, there's no time, and everybody's wore out and got to go to work. So we're very, very limited uh, as to how we get the word out. And, uh, how about uh, driving around on a flatbed truck <laughs> with a megaphone around Boyd? Well, you got to get somebody that's willing to do that. Somebody that's you with a boat. You're not talking to him. I'm not going to get on a flatbed truck with a megaphone. Frank would do that. Frank would? Okay. No. Well, right for that. I don't know. I, I used to ride the tailboard. <laughs> I don't know if I can hang on to a, a flatbed. Or we'll tie you down or something or tie your chair down. I would have thought that they'd be more creative. Instead of wanting a ladder truck, how about a snorkel? <laughs> well, I mean, why? Have you, if you're going to, you already got two ladder trucks. Why not diversify well, a little bit? Uh, they they were creative with the, the two they bought, I'm told, and they're after us, Frank, in the, our active years in the fire service. I think they call them quints. Uh, theoretically, they're a ladder truck that hauls water, therefore they're a And it has a pump. Thing. has a pump. Yeah. So when they were sold to the taxpayers of the district, these were the godsend and the, and the most. And they not only bought one, they bought two. Now they say they're the greatest lemons that ever come down the pike, and they're not worth 10 cents. Well, we spent a whole lot of money for them. We got two, and we didn't need the first one. Why don't they run them to Laughlin? <laughs> well, that's a thought. Maybe we can sell them to them. But it is hard to get the word out. It's a little bit um, uh, discouraging. And, again, most people are going to vote before they've heard both sides of the equation. Um and you, you got to remember, the majority of this activity is for emergency medical. It has nothing to do with fighting fire. And the other thing you have to keep in mind is, after you pay those fire taxes to the fire department, if you call that ambulance for a ride to the hospital, it will they will bill you somewhere between $1,200 and $1,300 for a five-minute ride to the hospital. How much for a ride on the ladder truck? <laughs> I haven't seen the rate schedule on that. Uh, but it is uh, uh, it is very, very, very costly, and there are better ways to deliver service, and we need to look at them. We can't afford to continue to what we're doing with this system. Uh, go ahead. Mike. We're going to take this break, Larry. We'll come back and finish this up uh, this afternoon. It's Monday afternoon, KTOX, 1340. Be right back.
When the world is cold I will feel a glow Just thinking of you And the way you look tonight Yes, you're lovely With your smile so All right, we're back. So, Larry, I have a question. Okay. You barely got started in this. Would you be willing to come back another time? I'd be more than happy to come back any time you can fit me in. I'd, I would love to, and I sure appreciate the opportunity and the hospitality to Mike and uh, Denise and, and you. Uh, thank you so much, and yes, I'd be happy to come back. And would you come, if the fire department wanted to debate you here on the air, would you do that? Absolutely, in a heartbeat. Okay. All right, that, that sounds like a winner-take-all. <laughs> so we'll, we got a few minutes left. You want to just sit here with us, Larry, and uh, sure comment on like, um, did you know? Did you guys know that? And Denise, you can get in on this. That North Korea has rescinded the ceasefire. Oh, the one from uh, the fifties. Yeah, really. We're <laughs> at war. We better get out the old seven o seven. Well, we kind of F nine Fs. We kind of chuckle about that, but boy, that's a um, serious, serious situation, and I don't know what's going the outcome's going to be there. Well, yeah, we're we're running uh, fake bombing missions in their airspace. Uh, do, weren't we doing that this weekend? I think yeah. we were. That's yeah. some serious stuff, and the funny—it's well, not funny, I guess—but uh, back and forth between Kim Jong Un and Trump is like—I've never seen anything like that. It's like a playground. And, and then he has time to get involved and tangled with the NFL, which, I, you know, I agree with him. But what, what, do, you, what do you think about his comments? Um, either, either one of well, you. he made a comment that most people would like to say. But there's a problem with it. Uh, 18 U.S. Code, Section 227. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't allow any elected official in the federal government to intervene and make comments about any kind of employment decisions in the private sector. Well, and he the penalty for that, yeah. it's not a matter of demand. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to influence it by, by making your comment, yeah. you're subject to a 15-year prison sentence. Well, I haven't seen that any, uh, I'm sure they've got, teams of lawyers Mueller does trying to trip Trump up. Uh, well, I don't think Mueller would be in Surely they would come one. up. Somebody would, would the, have the Players Association is the one that's pushing this one. The Players Association. From the NFL, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Denise, we got a caller. Maybe this is an NFL call. <laughs> <laughs> call you live on KTOX. Yeah, I was just wondering how to, if anyone has seen the ballot yet and the way that 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 they would have this bond issue worded? I certainly have not. I, I can't, I have absolutely no idea uh, how it'll be worded. Uh, you know, there are some people here were very upset that there wasn't a information uh, pamphlet published by the fire department given the pros and cons of this proposal. It was requested and it was denied by the fire department. So, um, don't know what the ballot's going to say. Don't know what the ballot language is going to be. And the other thing that was kind of a backdoor thing is uh, no opportunity with a publication to 
uh, offer a... Who, who, uh, who's responsible for the way it's worded on any ballot? That uh, is, it, is it up to, like, up to the fire department if people that are looking for the bond money? Well, that gets complicated, and I'm not an expert on it, but the, the bonding people or the people that uh, are going to sell the bonds have some legal responsibility for bond leggings. We know that from the uh, Colorado River Event Center thing that came out. Uh, the bond attorneys have a lot to say about the specific uh, language on the ballot. But that's certainly out of my field of expertise. Uh, somebody else is going to have to answer your question. See, it's it's going to be a real I, simple thing. The reason I mention that is because uh, that sports outbuilding that's got received, what, $33 million? $36. Calling it a white elephant, which, which in truth it is. However, the... The first thing that when I when I read that when they start talking about they need money for for uh, for, for uh, raises for the teachers for repairs to the classroom and the first thing that comes to my mind is that repairs to the classroom what schools what classroom have they got a price on it what is it going to cost of course none of that was in there and people didn't keep reading through and really pulling that thing apart to really look in between the lines so to speak. Again, this is this this is uh, you know they just pull the wool over people's eyes. They just people say at a glance, oh, it's for the schools. You know, they're going to give the teachers a raise. They deserve it. Yeah, but read all of it. Read in between the lines. They they word it in such a way. Yeah, you do want it. Yeah, you don't want it. You know, they turn everything around backwards and confuse people. Well, here's what I think they're going to put on the ballot. Do you like firemen? Put your axe here. No, no, vote for our super awesome new... <laughs> no, they're not going to say that. Well, and if I could comment on what the gentleman said about, uh, you know, and I was guilty about that, too. That proposal was so ridiculous in most people's mind that nobody thought they had to say anything to oppose it. And because everybody sat on their hands and didn't bring out the other side of the equation, it passed, narrowly, but it passed. If anybody had put forth any effort and made the truth be known... We wouldn't be saddled with what ultimately will be a $48 million white elephant. Exactly. Now, we don't need to do that again with this bond issue. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do here. There's another side of this equation. It needs to be heard. It needs to be considered. And that's and that before people vote. And that's the frustration. Hey, that, and well, real quick. Wouldn't you think it would be, wouldn't it be advantageous to to get some kind of committee form to find out how it's going to be worded and to make sure you you participate in the wording of the bond? It's too late for that. We don't, Citizens can't have any say in that. You can oh, form right. an opposition group or a political action committee to oppose it, and I wish some other folks I'm would step up. I'm not saying but the way that it's worded, in other words, let the truth be known. Let's, yeah, yeah, when let's, you put the bond in, put, the, put it in entirely. This is, this is what's going to happen with the money. Yeah, well, it's too late for that now because they're already printed. All right, let's go, uh, thanks, caller, for that call. we got one more to jam in before the end of the show. Thanks for calling in. All right. Call you live on KTOX. Yeah, this is Ed from Needles. How's it going? Good. Uh, Mike, you keep making comments about the high taxes in California. Uh, my last mailer that I had down in Boyd, told me the taxes on property in the state of California is statewide or only 2% of the purchase price of the property. 
Only 2%? That's is that what right? they always told me, that the property taxes in the state of California are not local, they're statewide, and they're 2% of the purchase price. Yeah, they have caps on how much they can do there in California. Even in L.A. County and all, all of them. There was a statewide initiative, the GAN initiative. Yeah. That passed, which limits how high they can go with these things. All right, well, I stand corrected. No offense, Ed. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. yep, thanks yeah, for the call. thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, bye-bye. Well, I just want to remind everybody, there's a school board member being up for recall because of the floating that last bond issue for the school district. All right, hey, guys, that's going to just about do it for the show. But um, thanks for coming in, Larry. It was thank a you. pleasure having you here. And Frank will schedule in, uh, your next uh, next, yeah. next time we want to have you on. Thank you. Because we'll continue talking about this subject because it's really important. Okay. Um, thanks, Larry. Thank thanks you. for calling. Thanks for listening. Denise, thanks for running the board. And... There's some feedback. But anyway, oh, tonight is the Cowboys at the uh, Cardinals, by the way. And the Cowboys <laughs> haven't decided. They're gonna, whatever they do, they're going to do in unison. Well, the Cowboys have been told if they don't stand and Well, that's in Cowboys Stadium. No, oh. that's anywhere. If you're working for Jerry Jones, you'll do it or you're fired. Well, this is going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see you all tomorrow. KTOX 1340. KTOX and K281CR needles.